Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex. And if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Rage Quit. The video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Well, first of all, before I get on today's subject, I owe everybody an explanation because it's been almost two months since I launched the debut episode of this segment. And I gotta be honest, the reason why was because Into the Net FC and Cowboys Talk have been picking up so much momentum that I kind of let my focus get away from this one. But you know what? The more momentum I can get, the better. The more momentum those shows get, the more I'm going to also pride myself into this show because if I have three shows that have ultimate momentum, well then you know what? That makes me happy. Today, I want to talk about Grand Theft Auto V. I can honestly say that's definitely one of the biggest games of my life. Now, in life, you say there's games of your childhood and your adulthood, but Grand Theft Auto V is too special. That's just one of the video games of my life. So, as y'all know, the game came out in the fall of 2013. I happened to be at the University of Texas at the time. I had just transferred there. It was my first semester there. I was living in a dorm, but somehow I had saved enough cash to actually get a copy of the game. Now, I didn't actually reserve one and then go pick it up like everybody else. I was actually lucky enough that two days after it was released, the local GameStop still had very few copies left. Now, according to the salesman where I I bought it, it was actually one of the only two left. So in this particular scenario, ladies and gentlemen, to say that I caught such a lucky break would be a major understatement. Now, the only regret from that scenario is, is I bought it on, on a Monday evening. Now, granted, I was in school, and school had recently just started. I, believe, I bought it around October, okay? And unfortunately, you know, I was in school, and I figured, you know, I got some studying to do, had homework to do, so I figured, you know what? I'm going to delay playing until Friday evening. But you know what? Look, <laughs> as silly as it sounds, I was putting studies and everything ahead because, you know what? I took my education very seriously, and I took my grades very seriously, and overall, I took school very seriously. Now, when that Friday finally came, when that Friday afternoon finally came, well, technically I should say till the evening because I did have to work that day, so I didn't get to play till probably 11 o'clock that freaking night. Luckily, my roommate was gone for the weekend, so I, I could stay up all night playing and wouldn't have to be disturbed. But as soon as I start playing, man, oh man, they don't, it did not take long for the game to just, to just get addicted to it. Grand Theft Auto V is just so unique, okay? Now, I love Grand Theft Auto overall. Grand Theft Auto IV was certainly a beauty, but Grand Theft Auto V was just on a whole other level. I mean, three main characters, you know, and when you start out the game, you can't just switch to any of them just like that. You start out with with Franklin, okay? 
And then over time, you get introduced to Michael, and then you eventually get introduced to Trevor, who, by the way, in my pers- my personal opinion, he's the game's best character. I have no... Th- <laughs> I mean, Michael and Franklin are cool, but Trevor Phillips, he's something. <laughs> now, what do I love about the game? Well, look, look I'm going to be honest. It's, it's not the typical stuff you can do the game, you know, like shooting, stealing, you know, crimes, whatever, the violence and whatnot. To be honest, the story was is really interesting. The missions were fun. The story was really interesting. I mean, the background of the characters and everything. The story with Trevor and Michael, you know, being in the game. Like, there's the intro when they're robbing the bank. The whole operation, you know, gets botched. The whole thing goes awry. That story, that beginning like that, and then how you f- you're fast forward till the, the game setting, which which is actually in 2013 in the fictional state of San Andreas, the fictional city of Los Santos, which is you know a video game version of Los Angeles, California. But I found the story to be so interesting, okay? And as the story progresses, Franklin, you know, works, you know, for a crooked uh, arms dealer by the name of Simeon Yatarian. I actually know the characters, believe it or not. And he does repo work, like, you know, basically if you remember the game, or if you if you paid specific attention to the details, Simeon kind of runs a credit card fraud. Like, he'll sell cars and, you know, to people that can't afford them, and once they can't make the payments, he has Franklin and his friend Lamar repossess them. That's how it is. But then when you get to Michael, you learn, you know, he's a retired criminal, he's under uh, the special uh, government protection program, he's really got a dysfunctional family, his wife and his kids hate him, he doesn't really <laughs> like that. And then when we get introduced to Trevor, we kind of learn, you know, he's got a uh, Trevor Phillips Industries. Basically, it's his lifelong dream to be a weapons and dr- international drug dealer. I mean, as you learn when he has that conversation with the uh, the dudes right before that mission when he goes down and burns uh, the crack house of his uh, rivals, but uh, I love the way we got introduced to the guys. <clears throat> now, I'm going to be honest. When you progress through the missions and the story becomes clear, you know, the missions get more interesting, and I, and I liked it, okay? But aside from the main story, you know, what I really loved also was all the side missions and everything else you can do. Like, there's the random events, you know, this thing called miscellaneous, you know, doing all these random activities, and, you know, all these cool, like, you know, all of a sudden, you do these side missions, and there's that side mission where you pick up the 50 scraps from uh, all around San Andreas, and then it allows you to uh, solve a a murder mystery in, in the game's past, and the whole story is basically a reminiscent of the infamous Black Dahlia case when... A woman named Elizabeth Short was murdered in Los Angeles. You know, her body was found mutilated, and the suspect was never found. And to this day, it remains a case where that has never been solved. Also, you know, you can purchase all these properties. You know, all these other things, like you you, you purchase, you know, the, that place, uh, and then you get that submarine, and there's that slimage, you pick up all the nuclear waste. And then, you know, when, when Michael purchases that property, there's, there's that lady, you know, who gives him that side mission, and... What I really loved is just how GTA Five gave you more. It gave you more than a simple story. It, it gave you more things to do, and and I like that because, quite frankly, I felt like the game's story was a bit too short. I mean, honestly, the longer it is, the better because there's just more and more things to do, and you just want to keep playing and keep playing nonstop. Which, as I know, is not very good for for the health. But truth be told, I love video games too much. I could go day. I mean, I could go days. You know, all I want to do is just play video games all day. I mean, I could care less. <laughs> but 
but with all these uh, cool side missions, you know, from all these r random events as well, like, you know, there's this thing with Trevor, like, like if you're doing the random uh, random characters with Trevor, you can pick them up, you, you can take them to that place on top of Mount Chiliad uh, State Wilderness, it's that place called, the it's the Cape of the Altruistic Cult. Now, if any of you have played the game and you remember specifically the Altruist Cult, they're basically a cult living up on top of that mountain. Trevor refers to him as his friends from up the mountain or something like that. But anyway, you can pick up these lonely travelers and you can actually take them there. Now, eventually, when Trevor takes a like like takes a fourth person there, he himself gets captured by the cult, and, and then they're about to sacrifice him. And then all of a sudden, you know, he breaks free, he kills all of them, and that takes care of that. But <laughs> I really, I mean, when you pick up those random characters when when you were Trevor, you can either. You can either take them to where you want them, where they want you to go, or you can take them to that place. And for me, really, I just took them to that place because you know that's Trevor, and Trevor has those friends up in the mountains, as he called them. And you know what? He got paid for them, so I kind of did what Trevor usually does. But however, speaking of Trevor Phillips, I cannot praise Stephen Ogg enough for such a tremendous performance in a video game character. As y'all know, Stephen Ogg is, of course, the voice actor who did the motion and the voice for Trevor Phillips. And God, I mean, to say that he just masterfully performed that character, that's not even enough credit. I mean, this guy did so did such an amazing job. To the world, to GTA fans, Stephen Ogg is not only a hero, but in my opinion, I would say he's pretty much God, okay? And... Honestly, I had no idea who Stephen Ogg was until this game. But what I do know is, playing this game, you know, you know, he he received numerous nominations for awards. Um, from what I understand, he he ended up going on Walking Dead as a character named Simon. Although I don't know much about his performance in Walking Dead because by the time he went to Walking Dead, I had stopped watching it. Uh, if there's something you want to know about I, the Bear of Texas, is that I abandoned Walking Dead in favor of Game of Thrones. And quite frankly, that is one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Because Game of Thrones is obviously the greatest show ever made. I understand it's merely my opinion. But what I'm going to tell you is that Game of Thrones did in fact change my life. Now, when I beat the game and when I did all these side missions, when I completed everything, if I'm just going to go around and play GTA V for no reason, just to have fun, you know... I just simply play as Trevor, and there's so many things you can do with Trevor. Like with Trevor, you can just go random places and just you know talk to people and just and just like either Trevor will just throw insults at them, he'll verbally abuse people, he'll harass them, and I mean Trevor. I mean they really did something with Trevor just to make the, the player laugh. But also in the case of Trevor, like sometimes when you're playing as Michael or as Franklin, and you do the the character switch, sometimes more often than not you'll when you switch to Trevor, like, Trevor's in a random place, like, sometimes he's, like, not even wearing a clothes, he's in his underwear, or he's wearing a dress, or even times, like, there's actually times, like, if you switch to him, you see him chasing somebody, and I swear to God, one of the game's dialogues from the change is that he's chasing another car, and he's saying, and I quote, I'm sorry I showed my thingy, okay? Or another one was, his head just fell, I swear to God. So basically, in that scenario, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> when you switch to Trevor, he is just in such a dire situation, but you know what? That's Trevor for you. And another one I, I remember specifically when he switched to Trevor is that he's in his trailer, and he appears to be flushing what appears to be a foot down the freaking toilet. <laughs> you know, it's like I said, I am not exaggerating. When the producers, the creators, what, uh, etc., 
took the character of Trevor Phillips, they did not mess with it. I mean, they added to it. I mean, they really made the character more than unique. I mean, they had to because Trevor Phillips is one of those special GTA characters that you have to go more than the full nine yards with, okay? But I gotta say, honestly, if you're like me, if you're the fan that goes online to try to read these biographies of the characters, like this, like this the GTA wiki, I mean, I did that because I, I just... Sometimes that's just what I do. I, I don't know why. But learning about Trevor... You learn that Trevor, as manipulative, or, you know, uh, uh, I know he's, he's a verbal, you know, an overbearing, verbally abusive bully, as far as physical, I, I feel like he's a very misunderstood guy, okay? Because one of the side missions, or random events, if you call it, like, if you guys remember, there's one time when you walk into, you walk into Trevor's uh, trailer up in Sandy Shores, right by Alamo C. Yes, I do remember the locations of the game, too. That's just the kind of guy, gamer that I am, especially when it comes to GTA. There's a random mission where Trevor's mom is in the trailer, okay? And if you remember correctly, you have to go find, I think, you know, a van full of medicine or whatever. And then when, when Trevor brings it back, she's gone. And then Trevor basically, you know, starts crying and everything. I mean, part of me, part of me believes that Trevor was simply just hallucinating, I guess, because you know how with Trevor's uh, drug habits and everything. But I don't know, but, but you know... You kind of learn about Trevor that, you know, he had a bad childhood. I mean, his dad was physically and emotionally abusive to him. And I learned in that GTA Wiki that his dad actually abandoned him in a shopping mall. And Trevor retaliated by burning the mall down. Another reason why the producers and the creators of the game went to great lengths to give Trevor the great the great character bio, okay? Because of the way he is, they had to give him such a background. They really had to put some thought into it. And they really did. I mean, they put more than a simple thought into it. I mean, these guys were creative. They really they really thought this up. I mean, I'm sure these producers came together and said, well, we all need to think as a team. We all need to brainstorm and think outside the box. And they did. But that whole thing with Trevor, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, when he brings back that van and he starts, like, you know, breaking down. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, that that, that was a little bit hard to watch because... Because, you know, you just kind of learn how you know how brutal Trevor's life is. And as we know, he's actually Canadian. And if you actually insult the nation of Canada, that actually makes him mad. But, I'm going to be honest. Trevor is just a, Trevor's a badass. <laughs> but, and I, and I can't tell you, like, you know. And, and for those of you, y'all should know. There's a video on YouTube of uh, Stephen Ogg. Stephen Ogg and then, um. The dude who played uh, Michael DeSantis voice, I believe the actor's name is Ned Luke. I don't know the name of the actor, voice actor who was Franklin's, uh, who's Franklin's voice. Although I do know that the actor who played Franklin is actually a cousin of the of the voice actor that played Carl Johnson for GTA San Andreas. But but anyway, I think this was a video. I think they were, all three all three of the actors were at some sort of a comic con in New York. I think. And they were promoting the they were promoting the video game. This was the time where the video game had just gotten out. This is this was probably maybe a maybe a month or two, maybe three months after the game came out. And there's a video of a fan asking Stephen Ogg, who again played Trevor. He asked Stephen Ogg, "Can you say please go fuck yourself?" And Stephen Ogg just Stephen Ogg obviously you know because of the success of this character, I'm, I'm pretty sure fans all over the world every time he's doing a signing or a meet and greet. Fans are going to ask him, 
to cuss at them because you know that that's what Trevor kind of did. But but Stephen Ogg did, and Steve, <laughs> Stephen Stephen Ogg just he took it so seriously because I I know that Stephen Ogg is is an is a humble guy who really cares about the fans because I know that he appreciates the how much fans appreciate what he did and everything, but. But Stephen Ogg basically not only said "go fuck yourself" like the way Trevor would in the video game, but Stephen Ogg did the mo- like did, did the walk that Trevor does in the game. I mean that, that is pure gold. Like for those of you who, if you've seen the video, you guys know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, you have to go on YouTube and actually watch the video. Simply go to YouTube and say Stephen Ogg tells fan to go fuck yourself. Basically, and if you see the video, believe me, you will laugh your butt off. You'll want to see that video over and over again because that video really makes you laugh. Now, to be honest, you know, believe it or not, here's actually one of the <coughs> excuse me, here's one of the Easter eggs of the game. I'm sure y'all are familiar with the term Easter egg in video game. There's a mountain in the game called Mount Gordo, okay, and if you go. Okay, if you go to the top of the mountain, if you're there at a specific time, a spiritual apparition will pop up. Okay, and if you're at the camp, if you're at the base of the mountain at the campsite it's during these during this specific hour, you will hear screams. Okay, and this is what I did from research. This is one of the Easter eggs. It's the ghost of Mount Goro. And if you look, if you go on the GTA wiki, it'll tell you the story. Okay, but there's also the story on. Uh, on the on the video game's internet site, basically it tells a story about a dude. Okay, the, one of the dudes mentioned in the game is a dude named Jock Cranley, who's running for governor of San Andreas. He's portrayed as a super racist candidate. Who you know, I mean, I don't want to get into details, but it, I know, I'm sure some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's in the story that he and his wife, like this is back probably in the 70s and 80s, like you know, it's in the, it's in the past of the video game, but it's like past of, of the game setting, but. He pushed his wife off the cliff because, you know, he wanted to move to Los Santos and become a stuntman, but his wife wouldn't. But anyway, the story says that she fell off the cliff. But in this Easter egg, if you go, like, to the mountain where it happened, if you go to, at a specific time of the of the, of the day in the, in the game, if you're at the campsite, you'll hear screams. But if you're on top of the mountain and, and you, look at a, you look specifically at a direction, a white apparition just, you know, starts floating, Okay. And if you get close enough, you see you see the face, and then, and then you know there's like a like a a world of like a winding, spinning, ro- rotating thing right under her. But if you approach the apparition, it disappears. But then you, where she's standing, you, you'll see the name Jocks written in blood. So I guess it's trying to say that the the ghost is saying that Jock, the ex husband, murdered her. But that's just one of the east Easter eggs of the game. And, and there's and there's numerous you know of them. I feel like one of the other Easter eggs is. If you remember GTA San Andreas, you remember Grove Street, and if you if you go there, you find us what what appears to be the old home of Carl Johnson and his brother Sweet and the sister Kendall. And, and you know, speaking of GTA Five, well, what I've noticed is that the Grove Street family is gone. Basically, uh, the Bala is uh, the rival gang is actually still there, and and if you remember correctly, Franklin uh, and Lamar, the, they have that issue with the with a dude from the Bala is uh, named Stretch, but. But one of the many things I uh, noticed about the game is yeah, the uh, CJ's old gang, the Grove Street families, they're gone. Now I try to look it up. You know, you know, there's all these. I'm sure there's all these videos that'll ask like, whatever happened to the gang? But the, to the gang, but quite frankly, I don't know. I mean, you know, I honestly was hoping that 
when I found out that GTA Five, the game setting would be in uh, in Los Santos, I had really hoped that maybe CJ or uh, Sweet or whatever would actually make a cameo appearance or at least be part of the game because I felt that would have been huge. So I'm still asking myself to this day, how come CJ was not part of the game? It would have been cool if Franklin actually had done missions for CJ or start you know and like that. I felt like that would have boosted such a unique. Uh, enthusiastic part of the game, but unfortunately, it did not happen. Uh, so, if even if you're listening, if you guys follow me on Twitter it, it, after this episode, I'd like to know like your thoughts. Like, would it have been a good thing if Carl Johnson had made an appearance in the game? You can uh, basically uh, at me on Twitter, or you, you can uh, this video, this uh, session of the Bear P- Texas Podcast Rage Quit will definitely be on YouTube. So you can also leave that in the comments because you know I welcome all the comments. I welcome everything. If there's anything I can do, just let me know. But my question to you folks is this: Should Carl Johnson have made an appearance in the game Grand Theft Auto V? If you want my opinion, I say yes because that would have been cool. It certainly would have been absolute nostalgia. Now let's talk a little bit about about Michael DeSanta. Now first thing we should know, DeSanta is not actually his name. It's it's part of the protection program. I don't remember exactly what his first name was. But anyway, knowing Michael, you know, he's married, he's retired, he's got two kids who are obviously spoiled. Uh, obviously the family is in complete this, uh, dysfunction, but... You know, there's reminds me of that mission with Michael. Okay, now, the first time we see Michael, uh, well, obviously the, in the in the game's opening video, you see him. Uh, you see when you see, when you see Franklin and Lamar, you know, doing a repo- repossessing job. You, I think you see them accidentally bump into Michael or whatever. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but but you, but Michael and Franklin did cross paths in that situation. But you don't fully see Michael until there's that mission where you're, as Franklin, where you have to go to Michael's house and uh, repossess the car that Jimmy DeSanta, his son, bought. Just recently, like if you remember, like you steal the car, and then all of a sudden Michael pops out from the back and points a gun at you, and he orders Franklin to drive the car directly into the store windows and vandalize Simeon's store. So if you guys remember correctly, so I felt that was a perfect way to introduce Michael into the game officially. <laughs> you know, things have not been going well for Franklin and uh, Simeon because if you remember correctly, there's that mission where. Franklin has to take back uh, the green motorcycle from uh, from the other the other gang that was also in San Andreas. I think they're called the Los Santos Aztecas or something like that. In in the video game, they're they're a Latino they're a Latino gang. But anyway, yeah, Franklin's supposed to take back the bicycle, but Franklin ends up keeping keeping it for himself. But but anyway, like <laughs> for Michael to be introduced that way, and, and then like order Franklin to like ram the car into this into the store. And he actually pays Franklin to do it. I thought that was pure genius. <sighs> you know, one of the things that stick out in that game also, uh, another mission I need to talk about was that mission where where Trevor and Michael, things go bad between the two. Like, Trevor wants to know what happened because keep in mind, Trevor thought that Michael had been dead for so many years, but it, but it turns out that another member of that crew from that botched heist in the beginning of the game was actually killed. Okay, Michael just went into hiding, okay? And then Trevor kind of goes mad, and he flies up to the fictional place called North Yankton where the robbery took place, and he digs up the 
Michael's supposed to grave to find out it's the other guy. It's another dude from the crew that Trevor thought was had been in prison for, for all these years, okay? So if you remember, Clucky, like, you know, Trevor, st- <laughs> Trevor stole Michael's car and they got on a plane and then Michael follows him. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Trevor and Michael are ambushed by the by the Los Santos triads who are actually after Michael. Oh, actually, no, they're actually after Trevor. But I felt like that, that mission kind of, like, really, really, it really took me in. Like, I, th- I knew at a point it, it was to come to the point where Trevor is going to demand what exactly happened as, as a result of the botched operation from that bank robbery. And uh, so basically they get ambushed, but Trevor gets away while Michael Michael fends off most of the guys, but he ends up getting captured. Okay. And you know it it takes them it takes a while for Trevor and Michael to set to put the differences aside. And then there's that mission where uh, Franklin has to rescue Michael from the triads, and Michael's in that meat plant, and he's about to get sliced up. And. <laughs> And then it gets to that point. There's also that mission where you have to go rescue Lamar, who's in that sawmill. That's a that's a uh, used as a cover up for a drug operation from the uh, from the Ballas. <laughs> and I remember and I remember like when you arrive at this scene of the location, Trevor goes to Franklin and says, "Hey, why'd you bring this stoolie? We want Lamar to be rescued, not sold to the feds." <laughs> Ugh, I mean. Trevor just, you know, being like that, you know, I mean, I understand, you know, Trevor's case, why he was upset, because he did tell Michael, and I quote, I mourned you. So that, so that, that also, that's also another reason why Trevor, in my opinion, is such a misunderstood man, because as evil, as violent, or as vile, and as verbally abusive as the guy is, at the end of the day, he's a guy that really is loyal, who does care for his friends, and, you know... And, and does business. I mean, Trevor, you know, the way he is, he has aspirations and everything. And he does care about his friends and his family. Okay, so so that's what, that's one of the reasons why Trevor is just so misunderstood. But but what I like about that mission is, like, when you rescue Lamar, and then you have to actually drive all the way back to the house. Like, you drive from freaking, like, mountain all the way back to the, to the streets of Los Santos. And then there's that conversation between the two. I'm going to be honest. Every conversation between Franklin and Lamar makes me laugh. <laughs> But but then again, speaking of Lamar, he's another very misunderstood guy because some people think you know he's just a a street thug. But if you listen to the dialogue of this game, like Lamar seems to be smarter than he looks. But but it's good to you know you know Franklin does care about Lamar. I mean, despite the fact that Lamar has gotten them in so much trouble, but I mean it, it just kind of shows you you know the relationships and everything. But but that mission of rescuing Lamar, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. But if there's a okay, let me see. All these memories are flooding back now, folks. Another mission that I that I thoroughly enjoyed. Okay, the mission's name is called Minor Turbulence. This is actually shortly after. If you guys remember in the game, that dude named Martin Madrasso, the uh, the crime boss, and then you do that mission for him, but yet he doesn't pay you, and then Trevor has. As a result, kidnaps the dude's wife. <laughs> but anyway, I thought I thought that that part again that that mission, okay. Like basically, if I remember correctly, Trevor gets on his uh, little plane and he's following a uh, a plane call. If you remember correctly, in, in the video game, there's a um, a fictional security army militia called 
Merriweather, I believe. If you remember the game, uh, the character that you kill on the final mission, uh, what was his name? Devin Weston. That's it, Devin Weston. Anyway, there's that private military security firm, and you know, you, 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 at, when the mission starts, you're flying low because you know to escape the radar, and then once they're they're away from a certain, you know, airspace, you you can finally get up high enough. Then all of a sudden. If you remember correctly, like on that plane, they say unidentified aircraft uh, stow, uh, you know, fly low, fly away, or you'll be shot down. And, <laughs> and then Trevor's like, "Shoot me down." Uh, that's not very sociable. I mean, an- another thing that just makes me laugh so hard about Trevor, like Trevor's warned, you know, by these things like that, and he just kind of blows it off and laughs about it. I mean, I guess to make to make things perfectly perfectly clear, ladies and gentlemen, is that Trevor Phillips, the video game character, cracks me up that's all I can say he cracks me up but anyway when that mission when he sees control of that plane and then Trevor says you know he turns it around and this is going to McKenzie Airfield which is you know he owns it you know it's where his operations take place if you remember correctly the plane gets shot down and it, get, and it crashes into that lake which later you know if you get super big you, you can actually Go down to the wreckage and collect a couple of things, but I only did it a few times. But to be honest, the stuff you collect really doesn't do anything. But anyway, that was just such another interesting mission. If there's one thing in the game that I really haven't completed, to be honest, it's the fly under the bridge thingy. I always felt like, oh, this other thing with these driving stunts or whatnot. I don't know why. I'm not committed to that part, to completing those kinds of tasks, because I, because I always felt like those tasks, tasks are pretty useless. Now, oh, another mission just came to mind, and I'm sure you folks have to remember this one. You remember that mission where Michael has to chase the legal representative of Devin Weston about a film? You know. Something like that. And if you guys remember the mission, you chase her to the airport. She tries to get away, but then she gets sucked into the plane's uh, thingy, and she gets shredded. I'm sure you guys remember that mission. (laughs) So then Trevor takes back the film and escapes on a plane. And then then once once you finally successfully evade the police, he gets a call from the dude named Solomon, (laughs) who tells him that saving the film really wasn't necessary because they have it digitally. And I was like, wow. Wow. Uh, I, I I swear to God, the making of GTA Five, it was so creative. I can't thank the producers, the cre- the creators, the artists, the screen the screenwriters, etc. I okay, you know what? I can't thank Rockstar Games enough for creating such a fantastic video game. But what I have to tell you, folks, is the first version that I had was for the Xbox 360, okay? And when I bought a PS4 in 2017, courtesy of my tax refund, the game that I bought along with it was Grand Theft Auto V. Because I was like, you know what? When I think about the PS4, aside from the likes of Uncharted and all these other games, GTA V comes to mind. And I had to buy it because I figured that, that it, w- it would be different than the version that we had for the 360 and the PS3. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was certainly correct. But that game really 
is just mind-boggling. It's a roller coaster of a game. It starts out slow, but it intensifies, okay? Grand Theft Auto V is unique. In nowadays, when we talk about video games from the past, like from the days of the Nintendo 64, the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo, uh, the Super Nintendo, whatever, we often say they don't make games like that anymore. I mean, games like Grand Theft Auto V, they rarely make good games like this nowadays. Because nowadays, most video games, they're not as fun. I mean, video gaming today is nowhere near as fun and as unique as it was back in the day. But I feel like Grand Theft Auto V has helped me revive my passion for gaming. It has helped me go back to being a full-time gamer. Now, granted, I haven't, ga- I haven't been gaming for a couple of weeks now, uh, as I am uh, still, in fact, recovering from COVID-19. Um, but, you know, I- I've been so busy with uh, with my sports writing gig and some other personal issues I've had, because you know, this-, this has just been such a fucking horrible year. And doing the podcast has kind of helped me ease the stress a little bit. I really appreciate all the loyal and the loyal supporters, you know, listening to me uh, every time. And I can't tell you how much I really appreciate it because you're, you're helping me stay away from depression. But anyway, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto V, I can honestly say, has absolutely changed my life. Now, I'm going to be perfectly, perfectly honest for you. I used to think that GTA could not be played without the use of cheat codes. Quite frankly, I was wrong because that really that really stopped when I played Grand Theft Auto 4. I figured, you know what? You really don't need the cheat codes anymore. <laughs> I mean, I certainly didn't need cheat codes for GTA 5. I mean, come to think of it, I asked myself, are there even are, did they even make cheat codes for GTA 5? Because if they did, I'm I'm absolutely not I'm not aware of any of them. I mean, I didn't even bother looking up because I figured, you, you know what? Let me try, try to play the game without the use of cheat codes. I did it with GTA 4, so why can't I, why can't I do it with GTA 5? But now I came to the point where really, you don't, you don't, you don't need the cheat codes for GTA 4 and GTA 5. You, you really don't need them, to be honest. And this was a conversation I had with Wiley, aka the Venomous Stare, and and he fully agreed with it. He felt like you know when you go from you know when, when you get become an adult. You feel like you want to be challenged a whole lot more, especially in the art of video games. So you tend to not think about cheat codes anymore. But I figured, you know what? GTA and cheat codes, it always meshes. But I figured, you know what? I'll, I'll beat the game without the use of cheat codes. And I figured maybe maybe once I beat the game, I'll start using the cheat codes. But really, I never did it. Because I figured, you know what? For GTA 4 and GTA 5, cheat codes don't make... They make, they, they make the game no longer fun. I mean, obviously, as a kid, I, I could not see that because I'm going to be honest with you. I never beat GTA San Andreas without cheat codes. Although I was warned that there was a saying that if you use more than 754 cheats, the game begins to glitch on you. Now, I mean, I, I remember like when you use the cheat codes and you would save the game, it, it would warn you one or more cheats have been activated. And if, if you save it, it, it you risk uh, glitches or whatever. But I, I never cared because really, in my case, nothing ever happened. I mean, be, being the, the main story, I never, I, it, it, it never took me more than two hundred cheats to use. Anyway, so anyway, but GTA Five just really helped me appreciate GTA more. It helped me appreciate GTA enough to the point where fuck cheat codes. I don't need this anymore. So I did it. 
I'm so hyped up today, aren't I? Talking about Grand Theft Auto Five. You know, and here's another side mission. Another side mission, you have to destroy those real estate signs. It's just so amazing, isn't it? So amazing. You know, let, let me talk about... I, and since I appreciate Trevor Phillips so much, you know, every character was introduced in such a unique way, and so was Trevor. If you remember correctly, Trevor... Look, I know that you guys remember how Trevor was being introduced... You know, not only watching the TV of, of the uh, latest heist that you pulled with Michael and Franklin, but the confrontation he had with uh, Johnny, who's also from GTA 4, who was the leader of the Lost, uh, the motorcycle gang, and what ends up happening with him and Trevor. It just shows you the nature of life, that, uh, the nature of Trevor's life. Brutal, but Trevor lives it to the fullest. You know, and honest, and quite frankly, I'd be lying to you if I said that there was never a time where the dialogue of Trevor's character never made me smile. I think every time there was a cutscene with Trevor, I would laugh really hard. I mean, I would laugh so hard I would have to pause the game because you know I figured if I laugh too hard, I'm not gonna pay attention to anything. I'm gonna be so distracted. But I just cannot thank Rockstar Games enough, and I just personally cannot thank Stephen Ogg enough. By making such a unique video game character, much less than a character in the world of Grand Theft Auto. Folks, I'd like to remind you that Rage Quit is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much. Again, I apologize for the uh, delay for uh, releasing the second episode, but I promise you, I will put as much focus on this show as I do with Antinet FC and Cowboys Talk. Please rate and subscribe, and I'll see you next time. One more thing. Y'all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.